before the arenas, before the awards. And the ACM for male vocalist is... This is Before Nashville. Welcome back to Before Nashville. This is where we introduce the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. And I've been really blessed to have so many great artists on here. And I have another one with me tonight, and it's Darian Lee. Darian, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. You've got your guitar. You're ready to sing, yes, girl. I we are just, going. I should just say, go for it, and we'll just do the whole <laughs> podcast that way. Um, but before we do that, let's find out a little bit about Darian Lee. You grew up in a small town in Minnesota, and I won't yes. do my Minnesota accent because it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your growing up, your background. How'd you get into music? So yeah, you're exactly right. I grew up in a small town. Still, I'm here. I travel back and forth to Nashville, but um, I was I've thrilled her brothers very much. Grew up chasing them around and trying to keep up with everybody and doing the next big thing, whatever it was back in that time. Um, and definitely, music was always a huge part of my life, whether it be in Sunday school churches or. Um, choir in school. It was always something that I always found myself going back to. I struggled a bit in school, so music was kind of my thing where if this didn't make sense, music would help me make it make sense. And it was always kind of my thing that I fell back on, like I said. And it really just drove me through life. So when I was 14, I decided to uh, sing for my first time solo in public for a little competition. And since then, I've really just kind of been doing my thing and having fun. You're 14 years old, so you're probably, what, um, middle school, getting close yeah. to going into high school, and you're singing. What are your friends thinking about that at that time? Um, I actually was really, really blessed to have friends that were really supportive. I've always said I graduated in a class of 14, one of 14, so we were all like each other's kind of family, and there's a few of my classmates there that night, and it was kind of fun to have them there because there's a little bit of like, a sense of home doing something that leaves you pretty vulnerable. So it's cool to have people that I was comfortable with while doing it that were supportive. So I was really lucky to have people that were really supportive like that. You're growing up, you're getting into more of the music thing. How old were you the first time you went to Nashville? Oh, I was 17 actually. It was a little bit after that. Okay. And was that when you first recorded in Nashville or you just went yes. for a visit you first recorded? Yep, I went down and we really just did the whole thing, went down and experienced all of Nashville and recorded my, we did the first rounds to recording my EP, actually. Oh, okay. Okay, now, I, as I shared with you earlier, I've listened to, the, to everything you have on Spotify. I spent right. last night spending the whole night researching you, finding out stuff, watching videos, all that stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but your first single was Give Me a Minute? Yes, it was. Okay, what's the backstory on that song? Because I found it really interesting. Right. And I want to see if what you say is what I was getting out of the song. Right, yes. That one was a very quick write for me when I wrote it. It was very much, that song actually went through quite a bit of a process through production. It was nearly completely changed and rearranged. And then kind of towards the last minute, we just went exactly to what it was when I originally wrote it, which I was really happy to see as a writer. You know, you see your your story process continue the way that it was done originally. For me, that song was very much about trying to, in a way, prove to someone their own worth, but also asking them just for a minute to like show them that 
you could help them or, you know, you could help them find their worth or they are worth something in a way. And it's really just the process of doing that, I guess, and, and asking for that minute. Right. That is nowhere near what I thought it was. <laughs> I will be honest I love with it. you. I love it. it. Uh, my take on that song was this was a childhood romance that you had. You had a crush on a guy that was apparently your best friend at one point, and he gets <laughs> with another girl, and right. you're like, give me a minute of your, of your time, and I'll show you what it could be like. Right. Yeah, definitely, like, exactly how the music video portrays it, too. I think right. it's cool with music that people can have so many different perceptions of a song, though, too. To me, that's, oh, like, yeah. that's the full beauty <laughs> behind it, and my dog needed to put his two cents in there and agree. <laughs> well, I agree. <laughs> and I will say this, because watching the video – um, and I'm guessing that you, you were the one in the video the whole time. There was no stand in or anything like that. Yep. Girl, you got some mad stick handling capabilities <laughs> when it comes to hockey. <laughs> hey, we love it. I mean, I'm from the state of hockey, the land of 10,000 right. lakes. You know, we've got a lot of people actually from Minnesota that have gone on and played pretty big league in the NHL. So Right. definitely you're not too far from hockey when you come to Minnesota. <laughs> right. If, if you don't like hockey, Move to Illinois. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> With that and seeing that video, and then we kind of move forward. I mean, you've got so many songs. You've got up-tempo songs. You've got slower songs. I mean, you've got like Outgrown You, which was a yep. good up-tempo song. I really liked it. And then Own Hearts, which was on the slower side, a little yeah, bit more of a, a kind of a laid-back ballad. Exactly. Right. And then... uh uh, first, was it first, last line? Is that what it was? Last time. Time. Oh, I can't read my own <laughs> writing here. You're good. <laughs> uh, it looks like an L. I, I was tired, apparently. Hey, fair. So, first, last time, and it's more of an up-tempo song. Yep. And I, I kind of, from listening to you, uh, and, and I share this with every artist I interview, I look at country music as, country music is a wide genre of music there are a lot right. of subgenres. i mean you've got country pop you've got bro country you've got country rock you've got what i call and no offense to the ladies bra country um <laughs> terry clark actually coined that phrase so i will i will use that disclaimer that that falls <laughs> on terry clark but where would you put your music in those subgenres? yeah i would say my music is country with a little bit of pop, but I try to keep the country pretty real in it. There's steel guitar in it. And we keep the, the background of it all, like the meat of the song is very much built right. on country. And then you can kind of add things of pop. I always, you have to credit artists like Shania Twain for really, really bringing in country music to be a genre of music that can have so much more than just what you see is what you get sort of thing. Right. And I think that's really cool. So who were some of your influences? Yeah, I mean, speaking of Shania Twain, she's always been a huge one for me. Johnny Cash, I grew up with a lot of Johnny Cash in the house. Um, definitely artists like them. And, and growing up, there's been obviously variances of that more in there. Um, Casey Musgraves is a huge one. Maren Morris, Carrie Underwood, I feel like is every, everyone's idol in a way. Right. And Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of them, right? No pun intended on Carrie Underwood being everyone's idol, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> just listening to you and, and I was surprised and you may come back and say, yeah, I agree. Kelsey Ballerini. I heard a lot of her in your music. Really? That's awesome. Um, I love her. I love her. 
just the the pop sound and the the vocals i mean i was i was sitting here and i'm listening and i'm trying to think you know who if i had to compare your voice which is not a good thing and i apologize oh but it's cool to see though too but i was trying to think and i never could come up with exactly (laughs) the person i was thinking of but the closest i could get was kelsey ballerini that's cool i love her I was thinking more along the lines of some of the the newer artists and just, right. you know, like a Tennille Towns or oh, Katie yes. Hammock or some of those. And I'm like, no, no, it's just a little, the range is a little bit higher. So I put it more mm-hmm. with the, along the lines of Kelsey. Right. And it was just song after song after song. You, you got a great voice. You got a good Thank power you. voice. When you did the ballad, you pulled back and you could just feel everything in that song right to a point that it was like this is you it's not exactly you singing it's it's darian lee you know you kind of pulled all that back so in talking about your writing and you've already said you write your own songs who are some of the influences in your writing oh man I feel like there's so many artists that have a different twist on writing in itself that it makes it really hard to find a few. But obviously, like I said, Shania Twain, Johnny Cash, I really, really love Casey Musgraves writing and how like mm-hmm. honest and open and how you can really view her in her opinions and, and just her life in it. When you hear her music, you can kind of picture her experiencing it, which is something that I try really hard to make sure that my music stays really true to who I am and, and people right. can feel the same way when they hear my music. So I'd definitely say she's, she's a big one for me. Writing your own music. What is one song that you have heard and you go, Oh man, why could I have not, why couldn't I have been the person right. to write that song? Hands what down. Song? for me more hearts than mine by Tennille towns that song is every time i hear it the first time i heard it i was like why why couldn't i just write that song why couldn't i come up with something like <laughs> even close you know <laughs> right now on your um your phone because and i'll say this research shows <laughs> that most people your age they listen to their phone and i'm not making fun yep. of your age to misunderstand me their phone is their radio So on your phone right now, what are the top 10 songs on your playlist? Ooh, I've been listening to a lot of older country recently and not, not, but even in just like the early 2000s timeframe, because that's the timeframe of country music that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, Luke Combs, I've been listening to a lot of his stuff recently because I mean, Luke Combs, every song (laughs) he writes is like literally gold and (laughs) everybody can relate to it and love it. So I would say one that I've listened to a lot, though, and I think it was recently like an anniversary of this song. Um, the Woman and Me, Shania Twain, I've listened to that a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't even think of the name of the Luke Combs song because every song he writes, like I said, is right. literally like gold. <laughs> you could just throw one out there and everybody would go, yeah, okay. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, it, he killed it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he is absolutely even my bio, I, I, in my bio, it says that Luke Combs is one of my favorite artists, and that's no. Oh, lie. he's going. Uh, he's already become, I think, one of the greatest art artists that country music has seen. Oh, and yeah. I think by the in twenty years from now, he'll absolutely. I just I can't imagine him slowing down anytime soon. And yeah. his team of writers and just 
himself. I mean, you see it in the Carly Pierce song that he wrote with. Right. You can tell clearly the artistry that literally embodies him in everything he is. Right. He's, I see him quite honestly like George Strait on his yep. 61st birthday. He'll be celebrating his 61st number one song. Absolutely. And that's you way that. out there for Luke. So, Luke, I'm sorry oh, yeah. when you watch this, buddy, because I know you <laughs> will. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to, to make you feel old, but yeah, he, he will be. He's hey, you said it's a long way. ways off, you know? Hey, it is. It's a long got ways that. off. You know? <laughs> he's, got, he's got 30 years, so he's, he's good to go. Um, but that's just one of the things about an artist that I, I enjoy so much is when they relate to people yes. such as Luke does. Right. Um, you know, um, Ashley Monroe, um, yep. Ashley McBride. Um, there's so many writers that are like that. Brandy Carlisle is a fantastic oh, writer. A lot of the stuff absolutely. she writes just, you know, it's, it's your life in a song, you know. Right. So it's really, it's, it's just really cool stuff. Let me switch back over to my other set of notes here. <laughs> You've been playing a lot of shows lately. I've been seeing them on your Facebook page. You are just, and I don't know if they're in Minnesota, but if they're in Minnesota, it's got some knockout lakes up there. Because <laughs> we got 10,000 of them. There's uh, no shortage. <laughs> yeah. you, were, you were on a dock singing some stuff. I'm trying to think of the song you were doing. It was a cover tune. I think it was the Carly Pearson, Lee Bryce. Yep. And I'm just going, man, that setting's got to be amazing. Oh, it is. And um, with everything going on, it's been really weird to play shows. I think I go from a planned summer and previous summers of three to five shows a week to now a total of like five shows for the summer that are going on. And I, I think that number's even lessened now. Um, wow. Luckily, a lot of them have just postponed till next summer. But yeah, right. Minnesota Lakes, I mean... It doesn't get any better than that. That's true home right there. Now, let's kind of switch gears and switch over to Freedom Jam. That's coming up August yes. 29th because you're one of the artists there. Is this the first trip you've made to Missouri to do a show? So, yeah, it's my first show in Missouri. I've been through a few times for traveling for various reasons. But, yeah, this is my first time playing a show there, which I'm really excited about. And we definitely hope it won't be your last. Oh, so, absolutely not. <laughs> um, there's there's a lot of great places around here to play. So I would, you know, I'd really like to see you get, uh, you know, really get busy and, and seeing some more, well, busier. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know, you know, we we have to get through this time, you know. I, right. I hate to use this phrase because it is so overused right now, but it's, un, you know, an unprecedented time. We've never seen anything like this. No. Where it's just shut everything down. Back to your music for a minute, because I also saw a video for a Christmas song that you wrote. Yes. And The Gift I Miss. Mm -hmm. And again, give me your take. And then because I had uh, an idea of where this came from. Right. So tell me a little bit about that song. Where did it come from? What's the story behind it? Yeah, um, I actually wrote this. I went to college for a little while. I think I was on campus for one semester <laughs> um, with music and everything. It kind of pushed that back. But that song, I was in my college dorm and I had seen that there was a loss of a young boy. And I was just thinking about how tragic and 
especially throughout the holiday season and right before the holiday season to have lost a loved one. And, and I've experienced death and in, in passing of people that I've loved. And I, mm-hmm. you know, that mourning goes on year round, 365 days a oh, year yeah. all the time. Um, and there's heavier seasons with it, you know, birthdays, holidays, whatever it might be, but right. especially it seems to be Christmas seems to be the heaviest one for it. And I just, I couldn't imagine being a parent and, and obviously I'm, I'm not a parent. I can't imagine what that's like, but I could just, feel like you hear what a parent says their love for their child is and I couldn't imagine losing a child before Christmas like that and that's what that song all completely embodies is just the events of Christmas and imagining what it must feel like to not have that person there for you that's that's all gift I miss yeah that's pretty much in line with what I was thinking I think I was making it more personal oh yeah and and I don't want to get into that but um um, I, I think I was just going a little bit more personal with it. Now, and that's what um, music is meant to be. Oh yeah, it's uh, absolutely. The um, let me see the newest single. I knew I wrote it down somewhere. Um, <laughs> the newest single is "Wherever I Go." Yes. With the video of that, and and the video of "Give Me a Minute." There was such a maturity that I could see progress in the two. Right. Um, You know, not saying anything bad about give me a minute. Oh, yeah. You as an artist, you grew in that. And and I don't know the release date of that exactly. That's one thing I did not get of, you know, give me a minute. But I mean roughly a year give or take yep right on and you were just pretty much two different people with the same smile right yeah i mean (laughs) you're exactly right yeah you were i mean just you were so you've grown so much in your singing i mean i could tell it in your voice i could tell it in the your presentation you were just more comfortable you didn't Mm -hmm. You know, and and that's amazing as as what I'm getting at. It's just Thank amazing you. that in that short amount of time that you can you can get to that point. I I read a quote that was in your your bio, and I love this quote. It says that you want to write the soundtrack for every hairbrush singer, dashboard drummer, and air guitar player everywhere. Yes. That is one of the best quotes I've ever read. Thank you. When it comes to an artist. Is that something that you did or was that your team that came up with that? Absolutely. I, my team came up with it, but it was funny when I read it, how I literally envisioned everything I've experienced in life because I've always been that kid that sings in the mirror with the hairbrush or (laughs) jams. Like wherever I go is so true to who I am because I literally in from a place and i'm sure everybody does this everywhere but where i'm from what we've done for fun growing up was hitting the back roads gravel Mm -hmm. roads driving around playing blasting the newest country song whatever it might be and yeah that's like there's no truer sentiment i think to who i am than that phrase right there right there's a whole new song right there right (laughs) (laughs) again part part of what i do here is i like to present new music to people and so I'm going, I'm, I'm going to give them a little taste of wherever I go. Cool. 
and let them hear it. Um, so this is Darian Lee with Wherever I Go. If you're looking for me I'm probably driving around with the top down Pretending I'm in a music video Oh, got all the right moves Feeling that strong groove I'm not afraid to break it down to That's Darian Lee. Um, it's called Wherever I Go. That's her newest single. And now you're being, I, I was looking today at some of the stuff as far as your representation and stuff. You have a great team behind you. You've got Core behind you and your PR. Um, one of my best friends in the music business that does record promotion. She is promoting your record. And I actually heard that it's getting some play with a friend of mine who is a PD here in Missouri. Love um, it which I thought was really cool. With that, um, let me say this. I mean, you can get your, your music. I know you can get it on Spotify, iTunes, and all the digital platforms. It's yep. everywhere, right? It is everywhere. You just look okay. me up and you'll find it. <laughs> so go check out the rest of Darian's stuff and see exactly 
what you think about her because I guarantee you're not going to be disappointed. Let me let me ask you this. What's the latest song that you've written? That I've written? Oh, man. I mean, I can write quarters of a song or a full song, whatever it might be. Um, one of the most recent ones that I've written that I like and I feel like really kind of has more of a story behind it than I mm-hmm. thought of going into it is the one that I was thinking of playing here. It's called Next to Me. Um, for me, it's all about that vulnerable moment, whether it be in a friendship or a relationship where you kind of realize like, wow, I've really put myself out there with this person and I've been vulnerable and I've let them really get to see me. And it's kind of that moment where you're hoping to never have that stop and you're hoping right. to always be able to be vulnerable with this person and, and kind of almost letting them know that if you were to lose that person, this is how you would feel. Okay, so let's let's hear that then. I want to hear something that it. you're working on now. So here's Darian uh, Lee with Next to Me, correct? Yes. Hey, you All remember right. that fast. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't nothing in this world I could do without. Be 
Good job. That sounded Thank great. You. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's a good song. I can't wait to hear that one recorded. I mean, it's just you and a guitar. It sounds phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, I'm thinking that one's probably going to be the next one I record. I'm thinking so right now. Unless I beat it out with another song I write, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're already planning the next EP? Yes. So I actually released my first EP all as singles, um, which okay. was kind of fun and interesting. And I sell the EP at shows with one song that isn't actually released on streaming platforms. So it's kind of exciting to be able to get something that isn't on there. Um, right. But I've actually got three other singles in my back pocket, kind of ready to roll to be released. Um, which is, I'm really thankful that I've had that throughout this crazy time to be able to say that I have songs that are ready to roll, which I know many people haven't been blessed enough to say or lucky. And it was really just a weird thing with time. I was able to have them. And yeah, I'm always, always planning the next thing, just keeping myself on my toes. Right. Now, do you write by yourself or do you bring in co-writers on some of your music? Yeah, I write a lot by myself. I kind of challenge myself to write as much as I can within a week. Um, but I also do write quite a bit with other people. Recently, it's been a lot of writes with my friends and artists down in Nashville through Zoom or wherever they might be located. It's all been through Zoom, right. which has been really interesting. But I found it almost makes me write a lot faster because when you're in a room with people, meeting them and writing, you kind of, I call it, so the Minnesota goodbye is something where it takes you way too long to say goodbye. You've said goodbye about 15 times and an hour later, you're finally ready to leave. I, so I reverse it and I call it the Nashville hello. When you're getting ready to write a song, it takes you like an hour to get your, like, your chit chatting done and then you're ready to write about your song. So it's interesting that through Zoom writes, you don't have that. So it almost forces you to write a lot faster, which... Right. Is I've actually had a lot of friends say the same thing for them. Like Zoom rights are making them work faster than they would have in person. Yeah, and, and I've heard that a lot about the, the productivity being a lot different, you mm -hmm. know. Um, one of the things that I can see as I, I, I don't write, I can give you a title all day, but I can't write a song. <laughs> but one of the things that I've noticed and knowing songwriters, having friends that are songwriters, you talked about that, you know, that Nashville hello. Yes. It's sometimes that's where other songs come from. You go in there yes. and you've got one song in mind you're going to write, you know, that, and that's all you're planning. You're just planning one exactly. song. And then you start talking about things, you know, um, Hey, what's been happening in your world and this and that. And then all of a sudden, bang, you come out with another one. Yep. All the time. You know? And I think that's so, cool, though. I do, too, because I, I think, you know, it's you, – you always have to have – you always have to be prepared. Yes. And then you go into a ride, and all of a sudden, like I said, it goes off somewhere where you never expected it to exactly. go. And so that, I think that's really cool. Agreed. Now, um, you've got a website, and it is um, DarianLee.com, and that is yes. D-A-R-I-A-N-N-L-E-I-G-H.com. <laughs> so if anybody misspells it and they go, well, I can't find it, now you know. 
Um, <laughs> you also have all the socials and your, your socials are the same, right? It's not yep, like dairy. Okay. I figure my name is spelled complicated enough. My parents didn't give people a really easy name to spell. So I might as well keep the socials as like clean slated as I can. (laughs) How dare they do that to you? I know. What a shame. (laughs) How supportive are your parents with all this? I mean, this is a huge step with going to Nashville and spending time down there and stuff. Yeah, my parents are so supportive. And I'm really blessed because I know that some people might not have the same situation, but I come from a really supportive family. My family's really supportive. No matter what it is, I mean, my I have three older brothers, like I said, and uh-huh. my oldest brother makes maps for a living for things like GIS. And my other brother works at the family business. And my third oldest brother is actually a full-time firefighter. So we all do things, very different things. But my parents have really found it within themselves and and bless their hearts for doing so to really support each of us and to learn about what we're doing as much as they can. And they challenge us to be better and, and really support us in any way. And I think it's, I know, like I said, a lot of people aren't blessed to have the same situation. So it's something that I, I try really hard not to take for granted having people that are so supportive around me. And once you get to the point of playing the big arenas, all three of your brothers will be on your security team. There we go. Okay, I got you. <laughs> so we're we're looking forward to August 29th. It's yes. uh it's uh, uh, Freedom Jam. Yes. Uh, 2020, and it goes to benefit Operation Triage, which is a organization that helps uh, veterans, first responders, active military, with basically home remodeling right. type of projects. And uh, you're going to be one of, I think, if I if my count's not off, uh, 15 artists. Yeah, there's quite a few on the slate that day. It's supposed to go from two to 11, and I'm. I told Brian, that's, I think it's going to go longer than that. But hey, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just a guy. What do I know? Right. Um, so, and he's already planning for Freedom Jam 2021. To be honest with you, um, and I did hear and and. Uh, some really good news today that they are, um, what was it, six rail seats shy of selling out, I think it was. Yes, yes. So that's amazing in and of itself. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it and getting to meet you Me and all the other artists that I've talked to and just really, you know, I'm friends with, uh, with Matt Wynn. He and I are real, real, have become really close friends over the last year and got to know each other really well. And, and so I'm excited to get to see him again. We haven't right. seen each other in a long time, you know, uh, primarily texting and phone calls and Zoom, and, uh, <laughs> which we haven't Zoomed yet. He's, he's too busy for me, which hurts my feelings, Matt, <laughs> if you hear that. but Not a shout out or anything. Yeah, yeah not no, a that's hint. not a shout out. Hint, hint, wink, yeah, wink. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've got my number. Don't bother using it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt's a great guy, and um, so it's it's going to be a great show. If you uh, if you're listening and you want to get tickets, or you're watching the video and you want to get tickets, there's only I mean very few left. Like I said, I I think what I read earlier was there were only like six real seats left, and um, those are like. I think bar height seats where you get yep. the rail and you've got kind of a table in front of you to put your food and your drinks on. Uh, but it's going to be at the Diamond Music Hall in St. Peter's, Missouri, August 29th. That is on a Saturday. If you're looking for hotels, um, 
and this I haven't heard yet, but uh, the Jury Inn uh, does have a special rate going, and cool. you can check that out. It's only $69 a night. Um, and uh, so I think we're actually going to go up on Friday night and check out one of the artists that's playing at a winery. Once cool. I told my wife it was at a winery, she didn't even let me get finished and put the period <laughs> on that sentence. She's like, I'm in. Oh, you know, Sold. Make the reservations. <laughs> so, but we're really looking forward to it. And um, you're going to be there. And again, if you want to check Darian out, check her out, darianlee.com. Again, that's D-A-R-I-A-N-N-L-E-I-G-H.com. Um, and I don't, you know, D-O-T-C-O-M if you have to have that. Actually, right. you don't need the dot. It's just a period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always an overachiever. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> but I love um, it. you're you're going to be there. I'm excited. I love watching you and your performances. Thank you. Uh, when you're especially the doc performances, I think those are just awesome. Uh, Minnesota looks beautiful this time of the year. Oh yeah, this time of the year. Yeah. <laughs> when we I'm don't have a, three feet of snow I, and it's I, negative well, forty. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a snow guy, but I will say this, and and I hope you don't take offense to it. But I no, can no. put on enough clothes to stay warm legally, but I can't take off enough to stay cool legally. <laughs> so I lean more to the colder weather, but I don't like it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I think so. I don't know many people that really love the negative forty weather. No. It's just it's just really not that fun when you walk outside and your nose is already frozen and you feel like your eyes you feel like a literal popsicle like you belong in your freezer I don't know it's not very fun but I will always say Minnesota summers is where it is at it's you know you get the midwest country all of it is perfect well and when you go out and it's that cold and you have to pry your eyelid open right. because your eyes are froze you know there's a, there's a wind blowing and your eye is water and then it's over you know, but I will say this it looks beautiful on a minus 40 degree day from the inside <laughs> yes, that it does. So, that it does. <laughs> Except um, when you're like a little kid for Halloween and right. you're trying to go out and there's like a foot of snow and you're knocking on people's doors asking for tricks and treats, whatever. But really, you're just thinking, I just really like the fact that your door's open and it's warm right now. <laughs> right. I'm just like, thank you for the fire, for the, right. the heat, the warmth, whatever. Just thank you. Because it's cold out here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, Darian, it's been such a pleasure, and I want to thank you again for for uh, joining me tonight and uh, being a part of the podcast. It's It's been great fun, um, and for the listeners, I just want to let you know that you can be the first to know the country stars of tomorrow. All you have to do is to subscribe to Before Nashville on your favorite podcast channels, social media, and until next time, Darian Lee. I'm George Davis, and this has been Before Nashville.